When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's Friday, October 16th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, the uh, playoffs continued last night with the uh, Houston Astros coming back and winning in a walk-off to extend their series, a stave-off elimination for another game, uh, forcing a game six in, in the American League. And the uh, Atlanta Braves are rebounding from uh, just a, what, what was an ugly loss the night before, uh, coming through winning 10-2. Uh, turning the tables on the Dodgers and putting the Dodgers on the ropes. Uh, Friday night, we've got two elimination games tonight. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> it's a fun time if you're the fan of the team that, that's not facing elimination, that has a chance to uh, move on to the World Series. If you're, a t- uh, you know, if you're on the, uh, the team facing elimination or a, a fan of it, it's white knuckle time. And, uh, I, you know, the, the, uh, the Tampa Bay-Houston uh, game, what uh, the Astros opened the game and first pitch home run and close it with the last pitch home that, run. I mean, never that happened is in, crazy, man. That never happened in the history of the playoffs that the game has started and ended uh, with uh, with a home run pitch. I mean, uh, and and the guys that, that hit the home runs, you, you had George Springer, who always seems to hit home runs in the postseason, and, and Carlos Correa, who's uh, now uh, multiple walk-off home runs in postseason play. I think uh, he's one of only three players to do it. So, uh, yeah, just again, you you just don't you just feel dirty every time Houston wins a playoff game? Doesn't it just feel ugly? <laughs> yeah, I, I just I I can't wrap my brain around how people are are, are still excited or supporting these guys. Uh, I guess the only the only poetic justice for me would be for them to reach Game Seven in the ninth inning of the world series and then just have it ripped from them in some like terrible heartbreaking way. Like Altuve makes an error and like a Bill Buckner error that they will replay over and over again. I think that's the only way to do it. Justice would be be (laughs) for that result to happen. Uh, And and that would vindicate, you know, the Yankees, the Indians, all uh, the, the, the Red Sox, all the teams that, that, you know, had suffered under this cheating scandal that the uh, the Astros that nobody seems to be talking about anymore because you know it's such a feel good story when Carlos Correa hits a home run like that. Yeah, I, I just uh, if it wasn't for Dusty Baker and Michael Brantley, I I could not root at all for the 
for right. the, 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 the Astros. And um, they just unrepentant. They kind of, they're in your face about it. The only guys that really ever said they were sorry are no longer playing for the Astros. Right. You know, right. Keuchel and uh, James Hoyt with, with the Indians in spring training, you know, they, they apologized and said, uh, well, they said they were sorry that it shouldn't have happened. But I remember asking Hoyt, are you going to give the ring back? And he goes, no. <laughs> so, well, and, you, and, they were, and they were pitchers on that team. So yeah, it's not like yeah. they were participating in, in the most egregious of the, uh, the, the acts. But, but seriously, I just the, the smug and the, the, the just uh, – and every time Trevor Bauer tweets about, you know, one of these guys, as soon as, as, soon as Correa or Bregman does something, Trevor Bauer follows it up with a tweet. I get an alert on my phone because – it's can't miss uh, social media. So, so yeah, I, I don't know. I just, until they're wiped out of this postseason, I, I, I'm sort of uneasy about it. Once, yeah. once we get the Rays to the world series, um, I'll, I'll be, I'll be comfortable and, and anything goes. But it just, you know, Joe, just goes to show you that they have so much talent on that team. Did they really have to cheat the way they did? You know, I, I don't think it was necessary. I mean, it, it just, you know, and that this isn't really the good version of the the, the Astros. You know, Verlander isn't there. Keiko's gone. Cole is gone. I mean, you know, this isn't the the a you know the A team, and they're still right there, and they've got all those great hitters, and uh, it just, you know, it just flies in the face of everything, and it just seems to, uh, you know, just the whole tone of the country you know they just seem to <laughs> they just seem to ride that that negative wave and you know you just you know you kind of watch with one eye open and one eye closed well it, it it would only be appropriate if they do win the world series that they go to the white house and and, and um, i'm not even getting into any of that this is, this is a baseball podcast uh and, and on the other side of the coin you've got the dodgers who have overwhelming talent they've got so much talent, pitching, hitting, they've got the whole package and they can't seem to put it together against a Braves team. That's, that's really fun to watch. Freddie Freeman and Ronald Acuna. Those are, are some of the most fun guys to watch in baseball. And they, they can swing it, man. They, they are, it doesn't seem like they're ever out of a game. They're getting, you know, crazy pitching from, you know, a lot of young guys like uh, the Indian staff. All those Anderson and those guys, Bryce Wilson, and yep. uh, just uh, great young pitching. And I don't think they knew these guys were that good, did they? The the the, the staff, you know, the, I, the, the rotation. I mean, maybe they did. Uh, they certainly didn't need Mike Clevenger uh, when he was available. That was, uh, yeah, you know, uh, if that was even a possibility. But I think the Indians only really have one trading partner in the universe, so doesn't. And then Osuna has like been off the charts for him. He is the greatest one-year contract signed for uh, for any ball club, I think, uh, in in recent memory. I, I I just how could you go wrong signing that guy with the production he's given you uh, in in this short amount of time? Uh, Osuna is is making himself a very rich man this postseason. Definitely, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I just All think right. they were what? Who was that? The the Miami Marlins outfield: Osuna, Yelich. And and there was somebody one of the there was another guy maybe just Osuna and Yelich but oh uh, the the Stanton too oh they yeah were all Jack on Carlos. the same team weren't yeah. they yeah and and that team didn't win uh the 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 NL East title they they were 
Uh, yeah, I unbelievable. That was that was that the year that Stanton uh, won the the NL MVP. Yeah, I think. That, and then, uh, right, right. I think yeah, he had, yeah. And they he started had, breaking uh, them up. So right, they couldn't that's, afford them. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, <laughs> yeah, they can't afford. They couldn't afford one of those three right yeah. now. I, it's it, it's just that's just the way it is. Uh, speaking of not being able to afford, I uh, start talking about the Indians at this point. No. Uh, Moving forward, uh, we're going to jump into today um, uh, just breaking down the uh, the bullpen grades that, that we handed out uh, earlier this week, uh, Hoinsey did with the pitching report cards. So let's uh, let's get into that and go through. We'll start uh, we'll start at the back end and move forward, I guess, um, with uh, the closer Brad Hand. Uh, Brad Hand got an A. Uh, obviously, these grades were turned in before the postseason. Yeah, and, uh, you know, 16 for 16, Joe, I thought, uh, you know, best, uh, you know, most led the big leagues in saves, never blew one until, you know, the most important one. But as we said, this was, uh, well, these were based on the regular season, hopefully. And, uh, you know, that's what I, you know, concentrated on. I thought he had, you know, definitely a comeback season for him after, you know, really running into arm problems, a tired arm in the second half of the 2019 season, his fastball really never, I mean, his fastball really never came back or was only 91, 92, but great slider. He got control at slider again and brought in a, a curveball and it was very effective. I mean, I know he drove some people crazy, you know, he, <laughs> you know, he puts guys on base and, you know, but you know, like, uh, like Carl Willis always says, you know, he's got, he does, he has a good heartbeat. He really never gets excited on the mound. He's he's never gets uh, the the game never speeds up on him. I thought he did a great job. You know, the left hand, left handed version of uh, left handed version of Bob Whitman always always has the traffic on base. Always, uh, you know, yeah, gave, exactly. Uh, and uh, give you the heart but palpitations. He, but he never he, he never did the intentional balk like uh, Whitman. <laughs> no, and and funny what you said about uh, his slider. That was the the one thing that Carl Willis, you know, talked about over and over again was his ability to command the slider on both sides of the plate to any hitter uh, really was the difference this year over last year's performance. Uh, you know, the, the velo can can come or go, but as long as he can control and throw that slider for strikes on the inside corner and the outside corner, uh, he's going to be effective. Uh, like you said in the in, in the post here, fifty seven percent of the time he threw that that slider and. Uh, you know, even though you know it's coming, you still can't hit it. Yeah, and it's like 80 miles an hour, you know. Right. It's just, it's, you know, it's just – and so I guess with that big a gap between, a, you know, his fastball and, and slider, that's still effective. Okay. Uh, the rookie, James Karinczak, uh checks in with a B plus. Uh, this, is, this is the future of the Indians' bullpen, uh, at, at least in the back end. And there you go, B-plus for James Karinczak. Yeah, I really liked him, uh, obviously, you know. I mean, anybody who watches him, you know, you, you've got to like the strikeout totals. Led the big leagues, all big league relievers in strikeouts. What, 53 strikeouts, I think, in 27, 28 innings. I mean, that's a great ratio. Uh, you know, he does have some control problems, you know. He, he's a two-pitch guy, curveball, fastball. And, you know, obviously, when you run into some problems with one pitch, the the hitters are going to be sitting on the, on that, on the other. So, I mean, that's, but that's something I think that he'll, he'll gain control of as he gets a little older, a uh, little, you know, a little more experience, you know, learns how to uh, kind of control, control his emotions on the mound. 
Yeah, and you could tell what the Indians coaches and, and managers thought of Karen Check because he was the guy that they would bring in, even if it wasn't like a traditional setup with, uh, you know, hey, the eighth inning is yours. If there was trouble in the fifth, sixth, seventh inning or so, and, and you know, the bases were loaded with nobody out, and it was a situation where you needed a punch out, uh, they knew they could go to him for a strikeout in a, in a situation. And, you know, often he came through. Uh, most of the time, he, he struck out the side, even with whatever traffic he put on base uh, via walk or hit. Um, he was still able to, to, you know, get at least two strikeouts per appearance almost. It was, it was pretty much dominance uh, when, when they didn't put the ball in play against him. Yeah, and, and really, I think uh, his uh, batting average with, uh, you know, when the ball was in play was kind of elevated, mm-hmm. I think, which says he wasn't pitching in a lot of luck. But he didn't really give up that many hits, I don't think no. so. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, they, it reminded me how a Francona used uh, Cody Allen when he first broke in, when Cody wasn't the closer per se, but whenever there was a, an emergency situation, you know, from the fourth inning on, you know, and he had to get an out or two outs in a bases loaded situation or something like that, you know, Allen was the guy, and that's how they used Karen Check. Not, not that early, but, uh, you know, like you said, in those situations, and that's, you know, that, that shows you have confidence in the guy and he's got great stuff. Right. And, and that, you know, that definitely bodes well for him in, in the future. If it, it, that sort of puts him in that role uh, a year early, you know, hey, this is what the closer role is going to be like. So, uh, you know, that experience is going to be invaluable. Uh, moving on to right-hander Nick Whitgren. Uh, you gave him a B. Uh, Whitgren was, was really one of the primary setup guys for uh, hand throughout the season. Yeah, I really like Whitgren. I think he's kind of a, you know, overlooked in that bullpen, given the Indians two great, great years in, in you know, in the, in the late innings and leverage situations. Um, you know, doesn't throw that hard, but really has, you know, just, uh, you know, a lot of uh, moxie, uh, not afraid of any situation. And, uh, you know, just, uh, just, you know, really, He's, he's one of those guys that makes it a good bullpen better. Right. Uh, he, he really does have a, a bring a closer's mentality. He, he was a closer, you yeah. know, in college. He, he, he comes in and says, look, this is my inning. I'm going to get through these guys uh, late. He, he gives you a chance to, to shorten the game, I guess, is what uh, Terry Francona is always looking for. So, uh, yeah, a, another piece uh, that, you know, for all intents and purposes, is going to be around hopefully next year uh, in, in that bullpen. Uh, yeah, speaking- this was a guy, you know, that they got a DFA guy, too, from, right. you know, from mm-hmm. the Marlins. So he didn't cost that much. It was a great scouting job, a great job of uh, knowing, knowing, you know, whoever scouted him, whoever recommended him, you know, knew what they were getting. Uh, Cal Quantrill acquired in the Mike Clevenger trade, uh, made several appearances out of the bullpen for the Indians. Uh, he gave him a B. And, uh, you know, who knows what we're going to get out of him next year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I really liked what I saw of him. I didn't think he threw that hard, but, he, you know, he's thrown 95, 96. Uh, he can start. He can relieve. You know, he made two spot starts. Um, very interesting guy. I think he's – I think he uh, – I think maybe this – he could really help, help make the uh, the uh, Clevenger trade, you know, 
really kind of push it across the finish line for the tribe. Does Cal Quantrill, uh, you know, whatever success he is able to, to have, does that make Adam Pletko uh, more expendable next year? That's a great point, uh, uh, Joe. I mean, he's, Adam is, uh, you know, out of options. Uh, you know, he's been an Indian his whole career. Uh, you know, in Quantrill, you know, obviously they've got control over him for a while. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a situation where there's always somebody, you know, looking over your shoulder or coming up from behind you. What, what did Satchel Page say? <laughs> Don't look behind you. Somebody might be gaining on you. So, uh, you know, they're, they're, that's baseball 101 right there. Right. Uh, I just I just wonder because for whatever reason, you can look at the other guys in the Indian starting rotation compared to Pletko, and there's just like an it factor there for guys like Bieber and Plesak that I don't think uh, Plutko necessarily has. I think he's a solid pro. I, he could be a, a fifth starter in somebody's rotation, but I think you can upgrade that spot if you're, if you're the Indians by putting Quantrill in that fifth number five spot, uh, if that doesn't go to Tristan McKenzie or, or, or what, I, I just, I think Cal Quantrill gives you a little more versatility and I think he's a, just a, a, a little more, uh, you know, has sort of it. I don't, I, whatever that factor is that it just, to me, it strikes as, uh, you know, I'm, I might want to have Quantrill on your roster instead of Plico if that's a, if that's a choice. Yeah, that's yeah. I uh, I can see I can see where, where you're coming from on that point, Joe. All right, Oliver Perez, the the venerable veteran Oliver Perez. I I maybe a little bit of a high grade here. Only is he a B minus for uh, for yeah. Ali? Yeah, he you know I he struggled. He fell off a little bit towards yeah. the end of the year. Uh, early on, I thought he was he was pretty good, and he wasn't being affected by the uh, the three batter minimum, but uh, you know his effectiveness sort of waned as the, as the season went on. Yeah, I think uh, it looked like the, I, I, it looked to me like they were afraid to use him in, in late, going down the stretch a little bit in certain matchups because they knew they'd have to keep him in there for three batters. And uh, so that, uh, so it kind of, you know, he didn't pitch a whole lot and uh, you know, from the middle of September on to me. And I, I don't know if that was, and I think, you know, I think Alomar was asked, Sandy was asked and it just said, the matchups didn't favor him. And, you know, I think what he's 39, maybe, maybe, you know, he, it caught up to him a little bit, but I, I still love watching him pitch. I, I, I just, <laughs> I, like, I like the different motions. I like the, uh, the hesitation pitches and the quick pitches and the Louis Tiant uh, delivery. I, I just, I, I, I just love watching him pitch. I like him walk when he comes off the mound and jumps over the foul line after mm -hmm. a good outing. I just like all that. Stuff. And and he's got the greatest warm up music ever for uh, for reliever. He's got the, he comes out to the Macarena. Come yeah, on, yeah, right. You get the I Macarena see, going. That used to be Carlos Baerga's walk off. I expected to see Carlos in in the dugout doing oh it. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> no, Ali's. Well, it, that's the thing. Do we think? Do you think? Uh, you know, if if you had to choose right now. Is is Oliver Perez back on this roster in some capacity next season? I, you know, I I doubt it, Joe. I think what he's been here almost three years. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they'll, they'll they'll, you know, he's but he's still, you know, you know, he's still, you know, a competitive left-hander. You need a lefty uh, if you spot him up right. But you know, the three batter rule, 
you know, he, he handled it, like you said, early, early in the season. I thought he handled it very well. Maybe it caught up to him a little bit uh, going down the stretch. So, you know, do the Indians is, – is there another young lefty that the Indians have? Do, who, else is, who else is a lefty in that bullpen? Well, I mean, they got two named Logan Allen, I guess. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Logan, yeah, Logan <laughs> Allen. Uh, but he's Scott more of a starter, but he's – well, he right. could be a long guy too, so. Exactly. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe we'll see Ollie back yet. He, he does have a, a good veteran presence in that bullpen. A lot of the guys out there talk about just how, how much fun he is to, to sit and watch games with. So, uh, who knows? You know, maybe it's – maybe there's a, a future in that regard too. Uh, moving on, Phil Maton, uh, right-hander, gets a C. Uh, yeah, I – I would go with average just based on his, his numbers, but I don't think the numbers really told the whole story of, uh, you know, at least what the Indians thought of Phil Maton and his, uh, his performance this year, because they, they really did put him in some leverage situations. Yeah. Yeah. He had, he had this tale of two seasons. I mean, in, in a 60 game season, he had a great, what well, great August. And, and he, you know, he hit like, he hit the, hit the wall a couple of times in, uh, in, in September and that blew up his ERA and, uh, mm-hmm. but they, you know, uh, obviously this is a guy that worked hard all winter, you know, was spent most of the winter in, in a good year. Uh, his velocity ticked up, you know, his pitches improved uh, and uh, they, they had a lot of confidence in him. So maybe this, you know, maybe just, you know, two or three games can really wreck your, uh, your ERA, but uh Obviously, they used him in some tight situations, and some of them worked, and some of them didn't. Right, uh, Mr. Spin Rate. They like uh, they like the way he gets the uh, uh, revolutions per second up there. So, uh, should be interesting to see. Uh, you know, I, they 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 probably see him as a piece moving forward. So, yeah, I think so. I think he's definitely in there, and he's one of the guys they traded for San Diego from for, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and a, and a controllable guy too. Yeah, another guy, uh, another young guy, uh, Cam Hill. Uh, he made his uh, major league debut. Uh, was like you said, sort of the same way. Uh, Taylor, two uh, two months of the season there. Uh, he gets a C on his report card, but uh, you know a lot of potential there as well. Yeah, I, th- I like I like Cam Hill. I think uh, you know he's he's not afraid. You know he really uh, pitched in the postseason. Got to pitch in the postseason. Uh, you know made his big league debut, got, got his first win, got his first save. Uh, he did a little bit of everything, a versatile guy. As long as he can stay healthy, I think he's going to be part of this bullpen going forward. All right. Uh, you gave a, a C- minus to Dominic Leone, uh, the right-hander who, uh, you know, really sort of came out of nowhere, but, uh, you know, pitched some, not, not necessarily some very big, meaningful innings, but he pitched a lot of innings for the Indians in, in the first half of the season. Yeah, you know, I think he's just kind of – he was a, a rarity because uh, he was one of the few guys they brought in from outside. You know, mm-hmm. that he has major league experience. He had some good moments, some bad moments. And they use him mostly kind of, you know, when they were – he wasn't pitching with the lead a lot. You know, he was, right. he was pitching when they were on the other side of the score. Okay. And uh, we come to the end of the uh, the bullpen and really sort of the uh, – the biggest, I guess, disappointment for the Indians in the bullpen this season, uh, right-hander Adam Simber. He gets a C minus. Uh, easily could have been a uh, a D or a, a you know a D minus. I think uh, for a lot of folks, uh, just uh, estimating his uh, his season. Uh, by the end of the year, he had been you know relegated to 
uh, mop-up duties and, uh, you know, not really facing any leverage uh, situations for the Indians. Yeah, just, uh, I don't know what happened. I mean, uh, I guess Carl Willis explained it. Uh, you know, he worked so hard on getting lefties out during the offseason. He forgot how to get righties out. And getting righties out is his bread and butter with the, you know, the submarine sidearm delivery. And uh, it just, uh, he just had, you know, and, and just had a, a, a tough out, a tough year. I think the three batter rule maybe got inside his head a little bit. And, uh, you know, he, you know, he led two years, you know, in 2019, he led the team in, in uh, appearances. Mm -hmm. And uh, now he, you know, then this year he gets sent down in September and we don't see him again until, you know, late September, right before the postseason. Yeah, it was, uh, I remember writing something in the offseason before COVID hit about how Adam Simber was really the, the linchpin, the key to uh, the bullpen's success this year. And uh, he, he definitely fell short of that mark uh, in, in 2020. Uh, he, he made a lot of tweaks to his delivery in the offseason. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, that didn't necessarily work out. So it would be interesting to see. I mean, this is a guy that they traded – uh, along with Brad Hand, they traded for him. Uh, they traded away their top prospect at, at the time in 2018 to get Adam Simber. Uh, he wasn't just like some throw-in for the deal. So uh, they, they really saw him as a piece that they could could use and, and, and keep for, for several years. So, uh, you know, who knows what Adam Simber's future is going to be with the – Yeah, uh, I mean, the uh, they could lose Hand and what, what – and what, what do they have with Simber? They really – they still really don't know yet. I mean, right. maybe, I mean, Tito used him a lot and, uh, but it, it didn't seem like he, you know, that the, the same, uh, he, he just, the, the same role wasn't, wasn't there for him this year. Right. And, you know, who knows that might have something to do with the 60 games and, and that whole situation. Yeah. So, all right, well, uh, that's going to wrap up today's uh, edition of the podcast. We'll look forward to, uh, getting back, uh, we'll have a couple of special guests on next week. I'm, I'm uh, going to take a little sabbatical for a week here. And uh, uh, we'll, we'll open the week with James Harris from, uh, from the Indians, uh, uh, minor league uh, talent director, I think. Uh, yeah, the director of player development. Yeah. Player development. Um, so he's working out, out in uh, Arizona with the, the uh, young guys, the prospects who are in camp right now. Uh, looking forward to talking to James and, and opening up the week there. Uh, Hoinsey, uh, we'll, we'll hope we'll see the uh, the playoffs continue tonight and, and get back with you next week on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Joe. Take care, buddy.